Hey, hey guys. guys. Wow, we're here. Well, life updates? What's going on? <sighs> well, I'm viewers sick. need to know. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sick. deathly ill. You're but... deathly ill. No, I'm fine. But if my voice is a little congested, that's why. Well, mine is too. I feel like I've been starting to get sick for the past three weeks and I've kicked it out of my system for the most part. But I'm very mucusy. But okay. I also run in the mornings and it's cold. So I think that's making me like okay. congested. I'm fully just ill. Am I still ill? That's you. Yeah. Am I still Every morning <laughs> when I wake up. Am I still ill? You turn into Morrissey. That's kind of how it goes. Because I'm like, yeah. am I like it? I'm like, uh, every morning I'm like, do I feel it more? Because morning is when you know, you know, you're like, you know if you're still on? ill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so guys, if I'm blowing my nose, if I'm coughing, if I'm shitting and farting and screaming, <laughs> I know why. Because I'm sick. If I'm shitting and farting and screaming. I have a playlist on Spotify called, what the fuck is it called? It's like crying, pissing, screaming, shitting or something. <laughs> and it's just like slightly melodramatic songs. Yeah. Um. Okay. But, yeah, that's new. It's fall. Guys, we're getting into fall. Yes. Fall fun a today. Fall fun. <laughs> we got some fall fun plans. Yeah. Um, um, what else is new? Anyone Anyone care to know what we're doing? What's no. going on with you? Working. Mm-hmm. Adult life. Yep. Um, as if we don't talk about our lives every single day. <laughs> I know. As well, if we don't share the same maybe the apartment. Viewers, I, I know. As if we don't live together. Um, <laughs> you yes. know, you know. I'm not going to disclose I too know. much about my personal life Word. on the pod, but um, yeah. For now, same. Not a whole lot. But it's fall, and we're happy, Ugh, guys. Oh, also, the lights are flickering. I kind of like those spooky. Yeah, it's a spooky vibe in here. It's liminal. It's liminal. It's spooky. You guys can't hear it, but there's this weird sound. We we fix most of it. Yeah, what Julia did. There's a weird loud. There's a weird omnipresent sound going on. <laughs> omnipresent. There's yeah. a guy with a camo hat. We talked about him. Already. And I'm just I'm gathering all the evidence <laughs> for my case. There's a, is this clock right? The clock isn't it, even plugged in. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> is this clock right? I was like trying to see. It's not moving. I'm like, is it right? <laughs> I gotta blow. I'm an idiot. Anyways, anyway, yeah. Guys. So we're we're happy to be back. He's all so happy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm the one with caffeine in my system. Why are you cracked out right now? The, the cold medicine is really hitting. Oh my god, the Dayquil like got me <laughs> fucked up. The escitalopram. The What's the word? <laughs> what? You know? No, I don't. I don't know. It's in cold medicine. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, right, let's get into started. it. Yeah, we're starting our fall season, guys, and it is. I think we're doing more of a seasonal thing now. We're like each season, we the po- topics we pick more pertain to that season. For sure. Like all the summer ones we did mm-hmm. are very summery, mm-hmm. except the new wave one that was yeah. slightly that was a little fall. fall. But most everything was summer vibes, and this is more and like we thought fall. through that. We've curated this, You're right? Mm-hmm. And now, and we curated a good lineup going into this and i think this is a great this is a great like starting fall september yeah because this is a good september one because we also both of ours deal with like academia and like school in some way Mm -hmm. they're like teen shows so Mm -hmm. let's get into it what are we talking about cozy comfort Comfort shows We didn't really know what to title It also could be teen shows, but I'm going to be honest. That's true. If we were just doing teen shows, you already know what I'd be talking about. The OC bitch. Oh, you're right. And I would wear my OC t-shirt. Word. (laughs) Word. But no. This is a specific... This is cozy comfort shows. And and specifically, they have a fall vibe as well. Yeah, I think that's what makes like a show cozy for me. And these are also like shows at least your show is definitely one for me where i'm like this doesn't always hold up but it's so nostalgic for me that so i like nostalgic. i love it and i told you i can quote like yeah. several monologues from seriously, it seriously you can i think you should start you dribbled on yourself <laughs> 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 it's these fucking lids that's why i like to get a straw oh you know because the, it's around the rim oh shit you're right about that because we use these at like every fucking coffee shop dude wow so my show is the fall show the fall, the show. fall show yes Gilmore Girls. Yeah, Come on, we had to talk about Gilmore Girls. So, Gilmore Girls, if you haven't heard of it, it's a comedy drama series created a by... A dramedy, if you will. If you will. If created you Created by Amy Sherman Palladino, which follows the life of 32-year-old Lorelai Gilmore, played by Lauren Graham, and her bookish 16-year-old daughter, Rory Gilmore. Her name is also Lorelai, but she goes by Rory. Okay, know. tell me how they got Rory from, from Lorelai? It should be Lori, for God's sake. <laughs> no words. Is <laughs> <Just> that? 
You're so right. <laughs> um. Anyway, yes. Rory Gilmore, played by Alexis Bledel. And Bledel. And it follows their life in the small Connecticut town of Stars Hollow, where Lorelai works at an inn, and Rory. And Rory, what does she do? Rory is in high school, but she has dreams of be- of attending Harvard. That's her big thing. She's very bookish. She's very smart. You know, there's always the like Gilmore, the Rory. I have Gilmore a note about that lists. later. Do you know? I have a big note. Okay, I have lots of opinions you about the show. Big fat note. Okay, I have a big. I have lots of big fat notes, but yeah, that one in particular. Okay, I'll hold it. Okay, hold it in. <laughs> hold it in. Anyway, yeah, that's her, that's her whole thing. She's like, I'm going to Harvard, I'm going to Harvard, I'm going to Harvard. And everyone in the town is like, we love her, she's so smart, she's the yes, best. Yes, everybody worships this bitch. Yeah, this is true. Okay. Um, There's also lots of fun, eccentric side characters that oh play my God. parts in the story. Do you know who my favorite character is? Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say the same he's thing. The he's so fucking funny. He's so and in the first funny. episode, he's in it, but they his name is not Kirk. He's some random guy. I know, I know, He's I know. the installation, like the Wi-Fi yeah, installation Yeah, it's like guy. that for a few episodes. Yeah, it's he's just so some random. Funny. And then they were like, they're like wait, this guy. This guy knows what's going on. <laughs> he knows what's going on. And his name's Kirk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love Kirk. Anyway, so um, lots of the center side characters that play parts in the story, but the crux of the show is about the sweet mother-daughter relationship. It's really about this mother and th- this daughter. <laughs> yes. Um, because Lorelai, she really is the definition of a cool mom. You know what I mean? She's yeah. young. She's more like a best friend to her daughter. She has that kind of vibe. She listens to XTC. <laughs> why? Why, hey, mom? Do they love? Well, why do they love XTC so much in the show? They do. They have like several XTC songs, yeah, and they talk about that. it several times. My mom loves us XTC. My mom does too. It's just something about moms. Diet yeah. Coke. XTC. <laughs> They're so right. Our mom, like, it's just adding up our our mom <laughs> discourse. We're like, they love Diet Coke. They love XTC. Okay, so Lorelai is the definition of a cool mom. Anyway, whatever I said that. Um, she had she had Rory at the age of sixteen and left home because of it. So this like relationship she has with Rory really juxtaposes Lorelai's complicated relationship with her mom, Emily Gilmore. Emily's very waspy, wealthy, nitpicky. Yeah. She's never pleased with Lorelai, but Lorelai likes to push her buttons. So they have a very complicated relationship. And then obviously Lorelai left home at 16 for getting pregnant so that was like a big fucking deal you know okay a big fucking deal <laughs> a big fucking deal um anyway this relationship is complicated even more when rory gets accepted into a preppy private school called chilton in the next town over which is where emily and richard live hotford connecticut hotford which is an actual place right yes and i met her yeah from there and i was like it's crazy bro but, 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 but then she was team tristan and i was like that is not a thing. That's not even a team, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's a made-up fucking team. Like, what's You're living really... In and Tristan was just, like, a little asshole. Well, Tristan was a little asshole, and also Rory wasn't into him. She didn't date she him. Wasn't the whole point him. is her boyfriends. Exactly. Um, but Lorelai cannot afford to pay for Chilton without her parents' help. So, basically, Emily and Richard end up paying for Rory to go to school here. But in return, they insist that Lorelai and Rory have dinner with Emily and Richard once a week. Friday night dinners. Friday night dinny, baby. That sounds like a good time to me. Yeah. I love a little din with the fam. Uh-huh. That's like a good, like, balance. balance. Yeah. yeah. They're really not asking much. And they're eating well. Like, I oh my know. God. Like, three-course fucking meal. No, seriously, they have a maid. I know. Like, it's crazy. And, like, it's so it's, like, timed when they get certain dishes, too. They're yeah. Like, bring out the dessert. Yeah, they're like, they're like, Esmeralda, bring out the cake, would you? <laughs> she does have that, like, old Englishy, she like, does. speak. Yeah, yeah, like, transatlantic. Yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway, so that's just a general overview. Let's talk about some of the main side characters. Okay, we got Luke. He runs oh, the diner where the Gilmores go every single day to fulfill their coffee addiction. The eating in this uh, movie, I mean, girl. show. <laughs> I was gonna... Another note. Yeah, I was going to say that, too, because that's really problematic. It's really problematic, because they're always like... And the caffeine, like, look. No. Like, I get it. People like coffee, but... Of course, not but that no, much. not that much. They're like, coffee, please, Luke, coffee, coffee. Like, five cu- I've had five cups already. It's like, it's like, like shut up. the cutie bullshit. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> we do like the show, guys. We do like the show. I promise we But do. it's annoying. It has, yeah, it, have, annoying. it has its things. Um, but yeah, eating super unhealthy, because they're always like, you know... They're like, cake! <laughs> you know... <laughs> You know, I have to go back. <laughs> you, I you have pulled to the, go back. I have to go back. I pulled the cake. Cake. <laughs> cake. Um, no, they're no, like, right. They're Every like, movie that they're like, let's get the licorice and the ice cream and the marshmallows and don't forget the yeah. extra, like, like mm-hmm. what the fuck? And then for breakfast, like, 
pancakes and bacon and this yeah. and they're like and they're, and they're like perfectly skinny it's like, like yeah it's like guys mm-hmm. let's talk this about is promoting nutrition. bad behavior yeah, yeah that's why michelle obama stepped in yes <laughs> yes like what that is so completely removed what michelle I mean, obama knew you're right yeah she did step in <laughs> eventually yeah. she did eventually okay then we got lane which is rory's best friend slay dean her first boyfriend suki Played by Melissa McCartney, which is Lorelai's so best friend funny. and also the chef at the inn. Isn't that crazy? I can't believe this. It's kind of weird how, like, it, Melissa McCartney uh, was the only one who really... That's separated from me. That. Like, her as Suki is, is, like, a different person than I know. she is now. I'm like... But, like, the other it. people in that show didn't really have, like, a big career. Lauren Graham did that one show after that was pretty popular. What was um, that? Like, Parents or something like that. It was, like, oh, another, like, um, kind of <clears throat> drama hmm. thing. I don't know. Melissa McCartney was like, I'm taking this role. Oh, and, and um, Jess's character was in fucking. Yeah, this, this is, is us. us. Yeah, True. so they all went on to like for like drama each shows. But Alexis Bledel. Yeah. Oh no, fuck! She's in Handmaid's Tale. Are you kidding me? No. What? Yeah, she is. She's like a side character, I think, but she's in it. That's but crazy. Besides that, I don't think she's in anything like. Wow. Yep, there she is. Uh uh. OMG. She's weird, though. And she's in fucking... She's, she's in Mad Men, but she plays a very, very sad character. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, it doesn't even come up as one of her. Oh, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Yeah, <coughs> okay, she, she did a little bit, I guess. Wow. All right. Tuck Everlasting? No fucking way that was her. What's Tuck Everlasting? You ever heard Tuck Everlasting? Nada. 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 I thought you said nada. I was like, that's not the right use of that. Nada. No doggy. Oh. No doggy. The movie was bad, but the book slays. Oh my god, this is the one I had, that version. Ooh, never heard of it. My mom, like, read it when she was a kid. It's like a love story thing, but it was, like, it was fun. It was my mom and I shared a moment with that. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, but the movie sounded sweet for you. Anyways. Okay. Then we got Jess, which is Luke's Mm -hmm. nephew, and the only boyfriend Rory has who really gets her, in my opinion. We can discuss. Who, who or who shares interest. We'll, 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 we'll get into that. But he comes later. We'll get into that. He ends up becoming a bigger character later. Paris, her frenemy at Shelton. And my personal favorite, Kirk Kirk. Also, I love uh, Michelle. The Michelle, sassy. Yeah. He's so sassy. He is. He's just like I, the concierge at the end. I think Lane is underrated. Lane is, Lane so, is so fucking cool. I'm like, I, I want to be your is. friend. And they could have like flushed out her character more. I know. Remember didn't. when um who is she dating? That one fucking Seth guy. Cohen. Yeah. yeah. She's dating Seth Cohen. Well, he leaves this show for the OC. They were gonna keep him. Yeah. They, he moves because of the OC. Mm-hmm. But I think if they'd stuck with him, her dating him, they would have flushed out more. But then she starts dating the other dude in the band, and he sucks. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that weird guy. Yeah, he sucks. Oh, that was a bummer. Because I liked her. I liked the. The Seth Cohen guy. I know. I don't know what his name was. Uh, Dave. 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 Yeah. <laughs> okay. That I is. can't escape it. Dave. <laughs> this show is ingrained in my brain. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay, let's get into the background. All right, so the show debuted on October 5th, 2000 on the WB. What and a perfect it, time for it to debut. Dude, seriously, right? October, baby. I know. And it ran for seven seasons. Um. So a little background about... Sherman Palladino, the creator, Amy. It was her and her husband wrote, right? Later on a little okay, bit. Okay. But at first it was just her. Getting too so in the, in the 90s, she was a hit show for the... What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I am rusty. Guys, we're rusty. It's been a while. It's been I'm mucusy. Yeah, we're mucusy, we're rusty, we're cracked. Out. I am cracked. Yeah. I should not cracked. have got the coffee. You feeling all right? Yeah. I'm feeling red. Are you also look red? I, I am feeling we're red. We're red. It's hot in here. <laughs> it we're hot. red. I'm always red. Yeah. yeah, I'm always red too. We're just white. You're not really red all the time. I'm extra red. I never noticed you being really, really? red. <laughs> <laughs> I have really rosy cheeks. Like, immediately. I guess so. I'm yeah. like, red. I get red. Yeah. Really Anyways, red. I'm just happy to be here. Me too. Anyway, she was a writer for the hit show Roseanne, which specialized in half-hour comedies. No way. Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course, Roseanne. But anyway, so she was she was writing for the show, and she had a mental B, a menti B, about Menti-B. her career. <laughs> and she was just like, I don't, I'm not, I'm sick of this. I can't keep doing this, these half-hour comedies. And so she talked to her husband, Daniel Palladino, who was a writer for Family Guy at the time. Oh my god, no and, way. I know. And he encouraged her to write an original series. Aww. What a supportive love relationship. I know, right? We're always talking about those on this show. Seriously. So they must exist. They must. So they started, she she wrote, she she, she created it. And uh, 
It received lots of popularity and critical acclaim for its yes. witty, fast dialogue, which can be really cringe. People hate it, yeah. Yeah, people do hate but it. But it's so funny when they fit in little, like, pop culture references and you're like, I got yeah. that one. Like, you feel like you're you're in on the jokes when, exactly. you, like, when you start to pick up on them. It can be cringe. It can be cheesy and fast. Yeah. But yeah. it works. It's very, it's so Gilmore Girls. And I'll get into that later. It's on its brand, yeah. Um, also has a very cross-generational appeal. You know, because it's like race, like mothers and daughters and all that. Um, and it's effective <sighs> mix. John Mayer song. This, this is when I had to hold it back. Oh, God. Don't. I'm not going to sing a John Mayer song. Don't. Yeah, shut up about John Mayer, please. <laughs> I can't be. I can't. <laughs> he haunts me. John Mayer. John is Mayer. your sleep paralysis? He is. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine? I okay. would cry. And it's effective mix of humor and drama, which I think it does a pretty good job of. Mm-hmm. So it... Because the drama isn't super, like, exactly. it's like tea, but it's not like yeah, it's dark, tea. horrible stuff. Nothing traumatic ever happens no, on the show. exactly. Yeah. And I love that. It's light. I love that because we have enough of it <laughs> in our personal lives. Yes. Yeah. It's light and fun. Um, and it became a cult American classic and the cozy comfort show for many girls like myself. So many. So many Me as well. Us. High yes. school? <laughs> That's all I watched. Blew through that, yeah. I would always turn it on when I was studying. Oh my god, really? Yeah, because I watched it so many times, it's background noise to me now. It is a good, like, background show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't really need to pay attention. All right. However, during its seven-year run, it was never really a breakout show, and it didn't receive a lot of buzz at all. Ours are similar in that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It did receive an Emmy Award for Best Makeup, but I'm like, Best what? Makeup? It's... I don't understand. Okay. But it was often overshadowed by shows like Friends and Survivor that were going oh, on. Oh, those at that time, yeah. And so, yeah, that is some <clears throat> good competition, but... Because what year did you say this was? 2000. Oh my gosh, ours are so close in time, too. I love this. Okay. Lots of parallels. (laughs) Um, But what really garnered its popularity over time was DVD sales, and Mm -hmm. eventually Netflix bought the rights to it, and then they made the um, Year in the Life. Oh, fuck. Which I will talk about. Uh Yeah, it was 2016. Right around Thanksgiving time, or Christmas time. Yeah. It was in the fall. It wasn't great. We'll we'll get into it. Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) You asked Someone else is in the room when the camera's here. <laughs> stop. He's there. Him. Him. <laughs> Big brother. He is there. Big brother. Stop. Don't freak <laughs> stop. me out. Stop. I won't. Um, some people blame sexism for the show's <laughs> lack of success. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. That was a term. Sexism. I mean. In a way. Wait, you're so right. Right? Because it's, it's like a girly around, show. It's, it's, it's like... known as a girly show. It's also centered around like mundane, ordinary triumphs and heartbreaks in, like, a mother and daughter's life. Yeah. So it's very overlooked as, like, meaningless and, like, girly. Dude, you're so right. So I think that is definitely part of it. But... No, because I remember when I'd watch it, my... I mean, my whole family, but my mom would, like, sit down and watch it with me. She was like, whatever. My dad actually recommended that I watch it because he worked for... Really? He worked for um, Hallmark, the Hallmark channel. Oh, yeah. And he would air it, and he'd watch <gasps> hours of it. Oh, and he liked it? Yeah, and so when I was younger, he was like, you should watch this show, you would like it. And then once it, once it was Aww. on Netflix, I watched it. That's adorable. Um, yeah. So they both liked it. Like, my parents yeah. were like, whatever. But my brother would be like, I'm not watching that. I'm like, Kai, I watch Gilmore Girls with me. And then he'd be like, walk, or like my stepdad, and they'd be like walking like behind the couch. Like, that's slowly. such a man. I know. They're like slowly watching. I'm like, you want to watch? And they're like, no, I was just going over. I'm just grabbing I'm that a sandwich. That is such a I'm man like, thing. All right, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Get out. They'll, they'll be like, that's stupid. Like, I don't want to watch that. And then they're like, mate, they're like in the kitchen. They're like, they're like glued to it. Like, and, and, and then like, they start asking well, wait, so is she, is that her boyfriend now, or is that, and, and then they're like, like, and you're like, do you want to just come watch it? And they're like, no, oh, no, I'm, I've got stuff to do. I, I'm not going to watch that. That is show. such a weird like, thing They just can't admit <laughs> that they love it. Seriously. Okay, but anyway, the creator's use of the mundane was actually inspired by a motto she learned from Bob Meyer, who was the producer of Roseanne. And he mm-hmm. said, make the small big and the big small. Wow. Think and about life that way. So true. Think about life. Yeah. <laughs> this mundaneness is really what makes a show so good, I think. I think so, too. Like, no, yeah, like you said, nothing seriously crazy or traumatic no, happens. No, we, like, watched an There's episode no the other day, drama. too, and I was like, what actually happened? Yes. What actually happened in that episode? And it was, like, Luke bought that, like, apartment building. Because mm-hmm. of whatever. Rory lost the bracelet. Lost her bracelet. That Dean made her. And, um... And that's and, and, it. And, and, and fucking... Jess. Jess cleaned the gutters. Clean the gutters. That's all that happens. Simplicity. But it's all about the characters. They make the show. Yeah, it's very very much a character-driven <clears throat> show. And it also feels, like, realistic in that way. There's some yeah. parts of it that don't feel realistic, but I feel like that makes it feel realistic, where it's just, like, this is just people living their lives. This, it makes sense that this is a girl in high school. Yeah, it's like they, they, they're they trying to be, like, quirky, and, like, they definitely have those, like, archetypes. Like, Rory's definitely a pick-me girl. Oh, yeah. But, like, 
they do it like it's in a way where I don't know. Yeah, it's it's so, pretty yeah, believable. Exactly. Like, or the the situations they find themselves in are very like realistic. Yeah, it's like, oh, I've gone through that. I think that's yeah. why teen girls love it so much because she's in high school yes. and they also like the relationship with the mom is like really yes. prevalent. It's like those are all relatable things to exactly. young girls. Yeah. Word. Exactly. Word. <laughs> uh, sorry, guys. Um, no apologies. <laughs> you're right. And even though it can be a little cringe and like Rory's character arc really sucks, like. And the, I'm gonna say it. She gets I'm gonna cringe. say it right now. Her character arc sucks, and her character fucking she sucks. sucks. Yeah, she's not a great actor. I'm, either. I'm, I'm, here's that. the note I had. Tell me how she got into Harvard, Princeton, and Yale. I don't believe it. Harvard, Princeton, and Yale, and fucking Paris didn't get into Harvard. Yeah. How did Paris? You're fucking kidding me. That is the most unrealistic thing I've ever heard. Yeah. That made me mad. Agreed. Agreed. Harvard, maybe Princeton, maybe it was different back in two thousands. But I don't, I don't know. Fucking no. Because they made it seem like oh she was crazy in her interview. I don't give a fuck. She was. Wait, and she beat her out as valedictorian. Yeah. No fucking way. Yeah. Also, neither of them have much, like, emotional intelligence. And Rory did, like, no clubs. Yeah. She, bitch. She did, like, the newspaper for, like, a month and then was, like, like, that's Paris true. was the editor-in-chief through yeah, all those years. Yeah, that's right. Paris is doing everything. And Rory's just like, I read an article about concrete and everyone loved it. Yeah, and she like, just used to being fucking worshipped her whole life. She was, yeah, mm-hmm. and then it... All sheltered the show, and yeah. worshipped. Mm-hmm. I liked when she was like in the deep end and she was like dropped out of school. I was like, fuck you, bitch. And, and I'll talk about that, that they, the writers wanted her. That's why they made her so unlikable at the end because they were like, we can't, it's unrealistic to have her be so likable or so just like breezing through life as she has been. Yeah. They need to yeah. like add things to make her go through Good. shit. I don't think it worked in the way they intended because it just no. made me it made like her even more. Yeah. But I was like, good, you deserve this. But she still in the end got what she wanted. It's true. You're right. Not in the reboot, but whatever. Not in the reboot. <laughs> oh. Anyway, um, but the show does have like emotional nuance. I think like it can be very touching. It can be, especially like in its portrayal of like family relationships mm-hmm. and community. Like community, community is a really big part of it. Yeah, especially in Stars Hollow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that that is why it's it has resonated so much with people. Luke is what gets me like in my feels. Whenever Luke is like does something nice for Rory, I'm like, I know. I'm like, You're meant to be a dad. It's all You're about meant community. to be a dad. Yes, and I love that. It's so simple. It's such a simple plot, but yeah. it is effective. It really is, it is effective. Um. Yeah. Great fall vibes, 2000s fashion. I think this, this oh it's also God. nostalgic for people who yeah. grew up in the 2000s yeah. or grew up watching it. Because everything about it, the music. Oh, the, the music slaps. The music I'm going to really, say. La, 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 la. <laughs> no, but they have like, they play John Lennon in there. The yeah. XTC, of course. They have like Elvis Costello. Mm-hmm. Um... When Lane does her band, I think they cover um, a Clash song. Like they have yes. a lot, and they reference music all the time. All which the time. That's what I loved about it. Watching like it, like growing up, I was like, we speak in the same language. Like exactly. you know all the bands that I know, mm-hmm. and I was like, it felt cool because like they the yeah. writers are very cultured. They are faux show, and it's like informed a whole aesthetic now. Like the Gilmore Girls aesthetic, like with mm-hmm. how people dress, and it's very it's very in the moment. It's topical. Yeah. Anyway. It's topical. It's topical. Yeah. Um, okay. Then Netflix premiered Gilmore Girls: A Year in the Life in 2016, which is a mini series which follows the cast of characters a decade later. 2016. Was, yeah. Can you believe that? No. I know. It was. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. It was. I was. I was 14. I was two. No. Because I had already watched all of Gil. That means I've been. I pro- I have uh, honestly seen it five times through. Every single episode, probably five times. Isn't that crazy? I know. I didn't think I was that young. No, because I remember I'd finished the show and watched it oh. around, like, the time it came out. You were young, young. So I was really young. I was watching it, like, my freshman year of high school. I, I must have been... Well, that would have been our freshman year, right? Yeah. 2016. I yeah. think I watched... I think it came out, and then I watched the whole thing. I watched the whole series before, and then watched the year and I remember... Well, I remember... It was, I knew it was coming out, so I watched all of it. I'd, like, seen some episodes before, watched all of it, and then watched it. Yeah. But, damn, and then uh, since then, like, all through high school, that was my fucking show. I really have seen it so many times. It's great. It's one that you can rewatch. Oh, definitely. There's so many There's so many things you can pick up on as you rewatch. And I think today it definitely receives the recognition it deserved all along. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Even though it didn't get out of time. But now? Oh, yeah. People be watching. Okay, here's some fun little facts. Luke was originally supposed to be a female character. 
I knew that. Really? Yeah. But the network came in and was like, we need another male character. No, good. Yeah. Because it would have been way too it many. It would have been weird. I mean, yeah. I, I love I love the femmes. It's but... very femmes. <laughs> it is very female focused, which it I is, love. It is, yeah. But you're right. They needed him. But you have that dynamic perfect with the three Gilmore women. Yeah. And then it's like Lane. That makes sense. Like Lorelai, Lor- this like just makes sense for her character that her like best friend in town needs to be a man. It is. Like it she does. needs the male validation. She, she does. needs to have that rapport with a man. Yeah. And they have great chemistry. Oh my god. Because they weren't, you know, the whole the whole series, Luke and Lorelai have like this will they, won't they dynamic. And it's so they do it perfectly. Yeah. Like sometimes the will they, won't they either happens too soon or too late. Right. Or you lose interest either way. Like yeah. you're like, okay, it's too fast. I didn't get any buildup. Or it's like way too late. You're like, okay, finally. But right. theirs was perfect. 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 And, that's because, and they didn't, the writers did not plan on that. And Lorelai had good relationships up to then. Yeah. And it's so, it was actually, it's realistic the way that she navigates them. Like for her character, yeah. I think the way that she navigated all her relationships, like when she was engaged to Max and oh stuff, God, when yeah, she called it crazy. off, that was realistic to me. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm like, it yes, was. this makes sense. Yeah. yeah. The chemistry was just there for them. And that's yeah. what led to that whole dynamic. Ugh, I love a friends to lovers. I know. So satisfying. Yeah. Um, the actors had to memorize scripts that were 20 pages longer than the average hour long series. And the lines sense. had to be delivered, had to be delivered the exactly, like, really? Exactly. There's no, no improvisation. Improvisation? <laughs> that's crazy. No. And if they got, like, some words wrong, they'd be like, okay, let's do it again. They wanted it exactly as written. Imagine memorizing all that. Imagine writing that. I know. And it's, like you said, it's chock full of rapid fire, like, allusions to pop culture. We got mm-hmm. television shows, classic books, historical people. Yeah. Like, just so many random things. Like, I can't imagine how hard that would be to memorize all just that. Just ne- normally, like, memorizing lines. Like, being an actor. Period. Yeah, seriously. Mm. It really shows how cultured and smart the writers were. Like, that was yeah. important to them, to have all those references in there. Wow. And that Love is that. what characterizes That's the a, show. Yeah, that makes the whole show. That is the show. Uh, apparently, the actors themselves didn't even always understand the references. They would have to Half look them up Half of them I don't understand. Some oh. of them I've looked up and I've been like, They okay. still fly over my head. Yeah. I'm like, okay. I really only get yeah. the, like, the music ones and the movie ones. Yeah, it really depends. I'm like, the rest? I don't know. Um, the show's dialogue coach would tell actors to Gilmoreize their performances by speeding up the dialogue. <laughs> My God. And Scott Patterson, Luke, and Lauren Graham, Lorelai, both realized they needed to quit smoking in order to keep up with the pace of the show. They had to quit smoking. Holy shit. Yeah, they were were like, they both, Damn. like, chain smokers? Like, what? Probably. Damn. But they were like, we gotta, pre- we gotta preserve our voices. No, honestly, mm, shit. Because think about that. Because they're like... It's like us. Yeah. So... Gotta keep up. Um, Alexis Bledel was a model, and she was a college student at the time, wow. with very little acting experience, and you can tell yeah. she's not the greatest actor. Right off the bat, how old was she when the show, like, first first episode? She was in college. She I was in know. college? Yeah. She looks really fucking young. She does. Right? She matches the age. that I think she just has a young look. She has her. a young face, yeah, yeah, for sure. Apparently, she didn't even know, like, which camera she was supposed to face, so sometimes in, like, the early episodes, Lorelai will, like, put her arm around her. And that's to, like, move her to her mark. <laughs> oh, my God. Because she just, like, didn't know. And you can kind of see that. You can kind of see how yeah, she was Yeah, she's new. very, like, awkward, too. But it, it like, yeah. it's, it works. like, it works. Because I think the first couple episodes generally are, like, kind of awkward about each other. Except for Freaks and Geeks. That shit is ah, perfect. I mean, but, yeah, great. Yeah. Yes. Um, the actress for Paris originally auditioned for Rory. I knew that. Which is crazy. And yeah. then Sherman Palladino wrote the role for her, yeah. for her, that's so, she oh, fits so well. It's so good, so well. like spot on. I love her character arc. She slays. Yeah, she I does slay. She becomes way more likable. At first, she's, you're like, oh my god, bitch. yeah, but she's still like uh, a lot. She is. Yeah, she's like too much. Um, Spanish. This is really random. Spanish is actually um Spanish. As um Spanish. Spanish. Uh, Spanish. Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> you're like you can't say it in a Scottish accent. Spanish. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Spanish is actually Alexis Bledel's first language. Did you know this? Her, her, her... <laughs> Sorry. Her father is from Argentina and her mother is Mexican. I feel She like was born I in the U.S., though. knew that, kind of. But she's Latina. That's Wait, I did not... Wait. Is that crazy? She speaks Spanish. And there's an episode... I knew that she was Latina from something, but she yeah. looks so She looks so white. white. And there's an episode where she has to speak Spanish, and it's, like, you know, very American sounding. Yeah, later on when she's talking to the, the yeah, maid. Yeah, exactly, but she's fluent. Oh, my God, that's crazy. So she had to, like, she had, like, make her one, American. Her one acting feat. Yeah. 
shit. She's not that good. She's not very good. Even my dad said that. My dad was she's like, not. she's a bad actor. She and is. I was like, right. um, there's like moments where I'm like, I cringe at her. And I cringe at her. She I cringe at you. I cringe at you. I cringe at the fool. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I have to say. Do you have Yay. anything to add? Um, well, oh, I had some notes. Lorelai, what was I going to say about her? She, okay, I love the show. I love the dynamics between the characters. That that really makes the show. For sure. But all the characters do get on my nerves after a certain point, except, like, oh, Luke yeah. and Kirk. Kirk is hilarious. The yeah. best The best scene is when they do that outdoor movie, and he has the short film. Yes. A film by Kirk. I want to rewatch that. That's, like, later <laughs> That one is so... That's season three, because Jess oh. is there. Oh, my God. No. Please. Yeah, I don't know. It's, like, it's early. It's, like, I must watch on. that. That one is so good. But Lorelai, her... There's times where I'm like, okay, you are being too, you're being childish. Like, she's really immature. For sure. Like, the way that I'm like, okay, I get you're, like, close with your daughter and stuff, but, like, this is not okay. Like, there's certain times where I'm like, what, what are you fucking doing? Yeah. Like, it's just not good parenting. I agree. And then Rory obviously just annoys the fuck out of me because everything, like, they worship her. And, like, everyone in the town, like, any little thing that she does wrong, it's like, that could, like, remember when she crashes her car and she, like, basically blames it all on Jess Oh, Jesus. yeah. But, like, there was an animal on the road. Jess did nothing wrong, and the whole town blames him. But yeah. Rory is pure, and she can do yeah. no, no wrong. Like, it just mm-hmm. it gets, after ten rewatches of the show, I just get <laughs> so annoyed by it. Like, yeah. I pick up on all the little things, and I'm like, I can't stand it. I agree. But, sometimes overall, I've had to sometimes, like, skip through parts with Rory speaking, because I'm so, so annoyed. I'm like, girl, shut up. And, honestly, cringy. Emily slept on. She slays. Emily slays. Like, Emily, Emily slays. has can be really harsh and crazy, but she... But like, sometimes it's slays. justified. Sometimes she knows And she that. does fuel the whole Rory delusion. Yes. But I don't know. Something about her I just like. I'm like, girl... I like that, too. I, I respect, respect her. The different yeah. dynamics are really well done. I agree. You know? Because yeah. I feel like people can relate to either having, like, a relationship with their mother that's more like Lorelai's relationship mm-hmm. with Emily, or they can experience, like, you know, with Rory. Yeah. Or they can want that. You know yeah. What I mean, so... But yeah, I think the whole show is mostly what makes it great is the characters and then just the vibes. Like, the vibes. they really get the set so right. Uh, uh, all the fallbacks. And I love the little, like, the little um, events and stuff that they have in town. Yes. They're like, the bonfire and, like, the... I just like, watched the one where they have to do, like, the picnic baskets. Like, uh, you make The basket episode. episode. Yes, I love that episode. And then and Jess bids on her basket. Yes. Dude, that is such a good one. Or, like, the dance competition one. I know. They're all so good. The Bracebridge dinner. Uh, oh, it's, it's so, so like, good it's so like it feels so idyllic and cute it I makes know. me want to move to a small town really I bad. know I'm like oh, I know fun okay fuck Mary kill yes alright I've been waiting we got I've been waiting <laughs> I've been waiting baby <laughs> I've been waiting give it to me we got of course I had to do fuck Mary kill Dean Jess Logan it's all me. of Rory's okay. boyfriends okay. and this is a this is a heated issue this is gonna be controversial because jess here's the thing yeah i'm gonna fuck jess Uh obviously well he's hot and also i mean good taste in books good taste in music but that doesn't make you compatible to marry someone if i'm gonna marry someone i'm marrying dean i agree and i'm killing logan logan immediately killed dean seemed like i mean he wasn't a good husband to Lindsay, really no. Like, if he had married Rory, who he really loves, he, he would have been, been an good. amazing husband. I agree. Yeah. Dean has his faults, but ultimately, Dean is a good guy. Dean is a good guy. Yeah. Jess, he is a good guy, but he has too many issues. And he like, is too emotional, and he's too fueled by his emotions, I feel yeah. like. He has too much of a temper. Yeah. And, um, love Jess. We are team Jess. Like, we are team Jess. I mean, Jess. he listens to punk music and he's he fucking hot, reads books. But Jess and her, like, have, like, a certain, I don't know. They, they understand each other in a way that I don't think you see with with her and Logan or with her and Dean no, at all. No, That's yeah. why that... I like that's that why relationship their most. relationship extends through the seasons, too. Because remember when he comes yeah. back in the later uh, season, exactly. she's dating Logan, and she's like, what? I love that scene. He's like, what are you doing, Rory? He, like, calls her out. Seriously? I'm like, that's what a friend does. Seriously. That's what a fucking friend yeah, does. Yeah, he understands her on another yeah. level. But I agree. I would marry Dean, because Dean mm-hmm. is a nice guy, and fuck Jess. And Kit, Logan, not even in the question. If y'all are team Logan, what are you doing? I can't, tr- I can't trust a team Logan person. That's so weird. What disgusting. Is, what, what is good about Logan? It makes me sick. I don't know. There's nothing. no positive thing about him. He's just like, a, I understand like the, the enemies to lovers thing, but I don't care. He's annoying. Mm, he sucks. Friends to lovers is way better than enemies to lovers any day. You're right about enemies that. Enemies to lovers. Kind of And also he made her drop out of Yale. That's crazy. Well, that was ridiculous. And I hate that stupid fucking, it really, he reminds me, you know, when I was picturing Bunny reading um, The Secret History, I pictured Logan. 
Oh my god, that makes sense. Like he, that whole like, remember that club in Omnia Paratus or whatever, their whole like club thing in college, like yeah. secret club. That was so like, yeah, that was. that was just like secret history. You know what I mean? That's like true. just like fucking rich kids being stupid as hell. Yeah, anyway. I hate that. I yeah. hate that, and I hate the secret history. I hate it. I said it. I said it here on the record. Hot take. Hot take. I don't understand how that's a hot take. I mean, I. I need to reread it because I haven't read it in so long. That I really did not like it. The writing, good, but the rest. The writing is great, but I can understand the. I can understand like it could have been better. I can understand that. The the writing perfect. Like I love the way she writes. It was very like fluid. Yeah. But the plot, I was like, what? What's the fucking point of this? Yeah. What is the What is the point? And I get it. I get if it's a critique on like academics and like whatever. It definitely is. But why do you need to make it five hundred fucking pages long? Then? Yeah. I don't need it, that. that she, do it like two hundred pages. That's my main critique of Donna Tartt. I love Donna Tartt. She's a great author. Yeah. Same thing with The Goldfinch. Amazing book. Changed my life. But I'm like, girl, you could have you could have cut out a lot of that. I don't get it. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I, I like, like weird fucking books, though. Yeah. Like, I like weird, awful, fucked up shit. I mean, there's fucked up shit in there, but it's like, they like pass it off as like, oh. Yeah, you're like, right. And that's like part of it. And it's like, well, I want to, I want the You want to savor in the fucked up Yeah. <laughs> How long are we? <laughs> 15 An minutes? hour? <laughs> right. Okay. <clears throat> Let's get into it. Yes, yes. I need to blow my nose again. I Go for it. Interlude. Interlude. <laughs> Are you ready for mine? Yes. I'm talking about the best teen show, period. Agreed. I think it's the best. Agreed. Most accurate, funniest. I mean, I love the OC, don't get me wrong, that's my shit, but this is really like the best, the most well done. Agreed. Freaks and Geeks. Ah. Freaks and Geeks is a 1999, see, right around time. Yeah, that's crazy. Teen comedy show created by Paul Fagg. Um, He directed Bridesmaids, The Heat, so he goes on to be pretty famous director. And producer Judd Apatow, yeah, we all know lot. him. He did Four Year Old Virgin. This is Forty Girls. He worked on Girls. I didn't know that. You really? No. Fuck but I've Adam Driver's in it. What? <laughs> he scares me. <laughs> <laughs> he really scares me. Yeah, he's busy. <clears throat> okay, the show follows a group of high schoolers during the school year of 1980 to 81. Specifically, the main characters Lindsay Weir and her little brother Sam, and all their gang of friends, the yeah. freaks and the geeks. Yes. Um, the show is set in the fictional, a fictional suburb of Detroit called Chippewa, Michigan. Michigan? <laughs> Michigan. Um, and it's named after the actual high school that Paul Fagg attended. Okay. And that's like a running theme of the show is that a lot of like the plot lines and stuff like that, I'll like get into it in the fun facts, but most of them are like based off of real experiences from Paul Fagg and John. Really? Yeah, cool. Yeah. It does have very like relatable, like Midwestern yeah. suburban high school experience. It feel, I'm like, this definitely would have happened in high school. Oh, like, yeah. So many, that's what I love about the show is that it's actually accurate and like yeah. the kids in it like look kind of their age. Yes. And like so it all accurate. just makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> So the show begins with an ex-mathlete, Lindsay Weir, branching out and making friends with the freaks of her school, Nick Andopoulos, who was played by our man's Jason Segel, yep. um, Daniel Desario, he's played by James Franco, unfortunately, <laughs> Ken Miller, played by Seth Rogen, Slay. and Kim Kelly, played by Bussy Phillips. Bussy? Bussy? No way. <laughs> busy? It's busy, but I don't know how to pronounce it. I don't know how to pronounce that Bussy. either. <laughs> no way, that's her name? That's crazy. Yeah, that's her name. Um, as, well, that's <laughs> her Bussy. <laughs> as well as Lindsay's little brother entering into high school his freshman year with his group of geek friends, Bill Haverchuck. The best I character. I love Bill. The, any scene with Bill, though, like, you know the scene where he goes home and he makes a, a grilled cheese sandwich and then he sits in front of the TV alone yeah. and he's watching TV? I cried at that. Why? I don't know. Something about, like, characters that are, like, slightly, like, you know, weird and, like, whatever just make me, I think they, like, remind me of my older brother and it just makes mm. me, like, sob. Aww. Like it literally make like I, I'll see someone like working at like a Seven Eleven or like a Walgreens or something that like has that kind of like vibe, and I'll just like be so emotional. Like Aww. I don't know what I'm just like I like really connect with like those types of people. Aww. That's okay, sweet. Anyways, before I start crying, I, I get that because I have a weird older brother too. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like same kind of vibe. But. Yeah. Um. Okay. So Bill Haverchuck, played by Martin Starr, he actually appears in New Girl at some point, and I was looking at him really? as an adult, and I was like, that's Bill Haverchuck. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? It's so weird to see him as an adult. It's like. I bet. Yeah. I have some fun fun facts about him. 
Um, and Neil Schweiber, played by Sam Levine. It's a perfect setup. Like, the first episode, you, like, it's shown, like, the football field, and then you get this, like, clip of, like, a jock and his, like, cheerleader girlfriend, and you're immediately like, okay, like, this is the 80s. But then it, it's such a good transition, because it's all one camera filming, so you get, a, you know, whole view, and yeah. then it goes down, and you see the, the freaks are under the, mm, the bleachers, bleachers or whatever, and Van Halen's playing, and they're all just, like, shooting the shit, and, like, you know, Jason Siegel's character's talking about John Bonham, and it's just, like, so on brand. Like, it sets it up so well, and then it pans over to Lindsay, like, listening in on them. Mm-hmm. And then it pans over to Sam and, and, like, all of his friends, and they get, like, picked on by the bullies, and, like, Kenny Loggins is playing. That's another thing, like, the music in this is very... Slay. Like, they very specifically chose it to, like, fit into the times. Yeah. So, like, all sets it up perfectly. And then they get that amazing fucking intro song. They have, like, the best fucking Ugh. rock song of all time. And it just fits so well. So it's, like, the perfect... The first, like, five minutes of the show are already just, like, a perfect setup yeah. for, like, what the show is going to yeah. be, you know? I don't give a damn about my reputation. So Which is also good. so accurate <clears throat> about the show. I know. Because it's It's all about, like, identity and, like, the trials and tribulations of being a teenager. Yeah, and, like, going through puberty and just, like, figuring out yourself. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically what I said. Through Where you belong. The 18-episode run, the show just, like, follows all the characters and kind of just, like, their comical scenarios about being a teenager, like, especially in high school in that time. Yeah. Um, it covers, like, a wide range of topics from relationships, friendships, family dynamics, fitting in at school. Um, and there's always, like, funny little tidbits. Like, you know, like, there's just funny side, like, plot lines, like, when Sam is, like, trying out to be the school mascot. And, like, you know, <laughs> it's just, like, these funny little things like that where it's, like, yeah, this would happen in high school. And, a lot, like I said, a lot of it is based on real experiences, so it just makes sense. It's very realistic. Yeah, and regardless of what like the actual content of the episode there's always a happy ending at the end you're right and that was specific from the writers to have that is because they're like we still want this to be like an upbeat team show like in the same way that gilmore girls is like there's not really anything traumatic or like you know like the weirs have a very healthy family dynamic and mm-hmm. like everything like the parents are together and like it's very you know functional it's yeah. not there's nothing like super traumatic like you get to see that with other the other characters and like their dysfunctional families mm-hmm. but for the most part nothing's like super traumatic or like no. intense no. and so they wanted to keep it that way of like the kind of just a heartfelt feel with yeah, like, a happy ending fun. um <clears throat> because paul fag when he was writing it this is a quote from a hollywood reporter he said when i went to high school i was terrified and i didn't know what to expect and i really like the idea of a parent being able to hand this to a 13 year old kid about to go into high school, who's afraid and go, here it is. This is kind of, this is the kind of stuff that's going to happen to you. So he was like Mm. really specific about like showing a realistic experience based off what he went through in high school and like helping prepare kids for it. Well, I like that it also like a a teen, like a 13 year old could watch it and find it funny, but then you could also watch it when you're like 20 or older. Yeah. And it's funny. Yeah. I feel like, and like, I'm, I'm trying to get my dad to watch it because he went to high school at this time, would have been in high school in in 1980. Yeah. So I'm like, he would understand on another level. Like, I feel like it's funny wherever you, whenever you watch it. It's so, like, I watch this and I'm like laughing out loud. It's so fucking funny. It's so funny. It's literally a perfect show. Okay. Other great things about the show. Like I said, the way it's filmed is like super interesting because it's a single shot camera. So it's all just kind of like, you kind of feel like you're in the scene with them because it's, you know, there's like certain cuts Mm -hmm. to like people talking, but for the most part, it just glides between, like, scene to scene. Kubrick. With dolly and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Kubrick with it. Kubrick with it. That's what they say. <laughs> I kind of want to rewatch A Clockwork Orange. It's been a minute. I would rewatch it. Should we do that? It freaked me out a lot, but I would rewatch it. Okay, me too. Okay, also, like I said, the soundtrack is so good. They have, like, Billy Joel, Rush, oh, The Who, Floyd. I mean, a lot of that stuff I, like, don't love, like, Van Halen and, like, boston and shit but it's so specific like to that time period it is but then they also have like xcc and like the cars so they show a wide range yeah of the music and it also like it fits in so well yeah. to like the scene or like the character it's like oh yeah this character would listen to that mm-hmm. or like you know what i mean so it fits really well which yeah. i of course love and appreciate love um when they when they do uh all the waiters in, in your, your grand, grand cafe, cafe. <laughs> <laughs> Um, a majority of the show's budget actually went into getting all the syncs for the songs because they're such popular songs. Yeah. There was, like, and they used so many of them mm-hmm. that it was a lot of money to, like, get the rights to those to, like, have them in. But they, like, were 
you know, the writers were very specific about it because they wanted the show to be very, like, period specific. Yes. They were, like, staunchly, and it like, is. we need these songs. It, when you're watching it, it feels like you're watching something from the 80s. Oh, really? It I'm doesn't like, even feel like made? it was made later. Yeah. 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 It so feels good. like it's from the 80s. Because all the clothes and everything, like, they mm-hmm. get it so spot Well, on. even, like, the, the way, I don't know, even, like, the way it's filmed looks, it has, like, a grainy quality that they, looks kind of They nice. actually were told while filming it to use a lot of, like, gray and purple, like, film, like, what is that called? filters on the mm. cameras to yeah. make it have kind of a drab like kind oh. of more plain feel so that's probably why okay that makes sense yeah, yeah. so wow. that's cool. um unfortunately the show was canceled after the first 12 episodes this is crazy the first 12 because there's 18 huh? in the season the first 12 so what episode was that the garage door one it was canceled after that that's Wait. all people saw oh no way right yeah. when he finds out that his his dad is yeah yeah, yeah so that's when it was canceled because of like the erratic release schedule that they had it had like had really low views um but the show became a cult classic in years to come due to the pressure from fans the last six episodes were eventually released on dvd box set in 2004 okay. so people were like what the fuck like the diehard fans were like what the fuck is going on how would like, just suck after them. 12 yeah it that's not canceled. even a good the network canceled place. it yeah they just canceled it straight like you know that happened a lot in the 2000s though that's so like fucked up. i think tv shows were kind of like really getting their footing and they didn't really know like what to do so they were always just like okay just like let's go for it and then yeah. it was like they would a lot of them got canceled after the first x amount of episodes so Damn. crazy fag and apatow were pushed a lot by nbc to like change little things regarding the show to make it more popular you know mm. like i don't know little things like add in more drama here or like make this happen to this character and they were like very against that and they were like they stuck to their guns on what they wanted the show to be thankfully because now yeah. it's so good um but nbc like really failed them by not pushing and supporting the show enough to to like get it you know the viewers to get more viewership out of it because well. it was obviously i mean even if it wasn't super popular it became popular and they could have still it's kept so good yeah and i think so that's funny. why it's like it is a really good show but my mm-hmm. theory is that up against like traditional teen dramas of the time like beverly hills 90210 dawson's yeah. creek like it's so different and so like real that it like it was ahead of its time almost and it didn't really connect with audiences until it was like a cult classic you know like gilmore girls, like gilmore girls yeah Dude. um but yeah, so even after its cancellation, just like through word of mouth recommendation from super fans and like bootleg CDs being passed around, like that's when it really became a cult classic and got reinvigorated recently by Gen Z once it was on Hulu. Yeah. So now it kind of has like with Gilmore Girls, like that same once it's on streaming, it kind of got that new life and breath. Into yeah. It. Well, yeah. I like that in a, like a, as opposed to Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls went on for so long and I think it did decrease in quality like later mm-hmm, on in the seasons. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one is just like it's. I wish there was more because it's so good. But yeah. at the same time, it's kind of nice that it's just those 18 episodes because it's yeah. so much like quality over quantity. That's exactly what I wrote in my notes because I just had like shit in there. <coughs> and I literally said like, I would love to, because I'll get into it, but I would love to have seen what happens to all the characters. I would have loved another season. Yeah. But it's such a perfect season, like from perfect. beginning to end. That's all you need. And 18 episodes is like a good amount yes. to like connect with the characters, get involved in the storyline. Yeah. And that's all you really need. Like it was, it's then it's a classic. classic. Like it's something that I will go back to and rewatch every fall. Like I just it's like, such a good fall vibe. It. Yeah. So despite the low viewership at the time, the show still received three Emmys, and has appeared in like countless publications just like since its ending up until now, as like landing in some of like the best shows of all time. Like it yeah. landed at number twenty four in Rolling Stone's most recent list of mm. like top shows of all time. Wow. So it's crazy. Just like Fake and especially Apatow kept those shows legacy alive by maintaining their working relationships with the cast including them in various future projects. So they all had, like, a close mm, relationship and continued on. Like, especially um, Seth Rogen and Jason Siegel. Yeah. Like, they were in a lot of Epitos, like, later projects. Mm-hmm. So here's where I get into some juicy stuff. Are you ready for this? So in an interview with Vanity Fair in 2012, Paul Faye goes on to, like, talk about what he had in mind for each and every character in the show. Like, they even talk about, like, Millie and, like, they really mm. get into it. Um, but I just did, like, the main characters. So, for Lindsay, this is kind of a spoiler if you haven't watched the show. It's not, like, the show is kind of the same with Gilmore Girls, where it's a lot of just the vibes, and, like, it's pretty mundane it's for very the most mundane. part. Yeah. But it's, like, very relatable. So there's not, like, huge things, like, oh, this happens to this character. Lindsay like, dies. Yeah, you know, it's something, yeah. like, dramatic like that. But in the end, Lindsay goes off and follows the Grateful Dead around. Her and Kim go and follow the Great. That's why that van, I was like, oh, my God, that's so funny. There's a van on our street right now. That's like a Grateful Dead. I know. <laughs> so funny. Um, so she like goes on the road with the dead and 
Paul Feig always, like, imagined that, like, the second season would open with her, like, getting into some crazy shit at the concert and, like, getting, like, hurt or something and pulled out on, like, a stretcher. And he said specifically that while that happened, he had in mind that the Queen's Tie My Mother Down would be playing. Like, he had it. It's so funny how his brain works because it's very obvious that he has, like, a song in mind for a different scene. I'm like, I love that. Um, And then he pictured, but he pictured her, like, down the line, you know, becoming, like, a lawyer or, like, something like that. Like, eventually being successful, you know? That makes sense. Um, For Sam... He said that he didn't think too much about it, but that he was going to be in drama club because that's what Fake did when he was in high school. I can see Sam. Um, and he was going to write a lot of his own experiences into that, which is cool. Uh-huh. Um, and all he said was that Neil would do Sweet Choir. <laughs> which makes so much sense. He's like, I know we got the Glee thing now, but like that would have been so funny if like, we'd done that then. <laughs> that's so true. Okay, this one, Bill. Ooh, this is so good. Okay. Um, with him, he said that... Because his mom was dating Coach Fredericks, he liked the idea of, like, Bill kind of slowly becoming a jock. Because remember, he was, like, actually good when they were playing. Yeah. And they actually said um, that for the show, like, Martin, the actor, he's, like, actually really athletic and would, like, go to the gym all the time. It was, like, kind of built, like, when the show started. And they were, like, you have to stop doing that to, like, be the character. <gasps> no So way. he, like, stopped working out so that he could, like, fit to be Bill's how, character. How old were the geeks? Because they look 14. Um, they look wait, like, I have a fun fact They look even, that. like, 12. <laughs> they look so young. Da, 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 da. The only character to be their actual age was John Francis Daly, who played Sam. He was the only one that was actually 14. He looked 14. The rest of them were pretty close, and Millie was 15. Okay. So they were, like, the only ones that were actually close in age. What, um, what about Sam? No, I mean, no, Sam. no, no, I mean, Neil. I don't know how old he was. Neil looked He looked really young. young. He just has that look, though. Like, you look him up now, and you're like, he's kind of elfish, you know, where he, like, just looks... <laughs> you know elfish. what I mean? Yeah, so... That's crazy. I know. So that's Bill. Daniel, they just said, I imagine him going to jail. All I have in my notes is Daniel, jail. <laughs> Jail time. Yeah, he was like, I always thought that he would eventually be in jail. Yeah, it makes and sense. That was like it. I was like, oh, fair enough. Sense. I know. But makes like, sense though. Yeah. Um, for Kim, he said that he eventually wanted her to get pregnant because you know there's always that one girl in high school, and he was like, that, that makes was sense. her. Like it makes sense for her character. But he said, but not necessarily Daniel's kid. Uh-huh. He imagined mm-hmm. that she, well, while they were on the road with the Grateful Dead, that maybe she would like hooked up with some deadhead and like got pregnant and came back to high school and was pregnant shit that makes sense i know i was like for her character yeah oh yeah um nick he said probably going into the army but like he never really thought through it a whole lot but like from the pressure from his dad he could totally picture him having to be shipped off that's kind of sad i know nick but like coming back as like a a man a good man you know yeah a man with army values <laughs> i don't know about that but you know like like he's matured you yeah, know yeah and maybe Lindsay would be in him that maybe Unrequited. i love that about the show too though that they never spoilers ahead <laughs> if you have it but that they never like they're like Lindsay's not really into him she's like it's so, it's so nice to like have someone into you but then you're like am i really into that person that's so that's like such it's a so real. realistic thing yeah. yeah um and then for ken he was like, yeah, I could picture him doing some, like, weird random shit. Because he's just kind of an enigma. Like, he just he hangs is. around. He's only there, like, every once in a while. He's like, yeah. He's like, there's a kid, like, I wrote I wrote Ken after, based off this kid I knew in high school. And, like, when he graduated high school, the rumor was that he moved to Hawaii to, like, grow weed. Pretty much. And he was like, <laughs> I could see that happening for Ken. Yeah. But he did say, he was talking, and the quote was, he said, God only knows, who, like, who we would have had him dating. He said, I can definitely see a scenario where Lindsay would have tried dating Ken. And Ooh. that would have been really funny. Ooh, but could you imagine? That's weird. But that was like in their minds as like maybe a possible. That's like, weird. Line. But yeah, but it's true. Like there's a lot of like, I don't know. Like in high school, there's so there's like so much awkwardness and like weirdness, and I think that sh- the show captures that. Oh, really definitely. Well. So I would have loved to see these plot lines, but it almost makes it better that they're just in theory. You know, like yeah. it's just like this could happen because it kind of leads you to be like, what do I think would happen with these characters? Exactly. I like that. I like that too. I like that. Okay, ready for some fun random facts? Yes. Okay, there's so many fun cameos. I forgot about this other one. You know, Jason, our 2000s icon, Jason Schwartzman. Jason Schwartzman. Nighttime and baby. He's everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's the best. Little Shia LaBeouf. Yep. And Ben Stiller. (laughs) Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And apparently they, Paul Fagg was like really good friends with Ben Stiller at the time. And he actually like called him to be like, can you be in this to see if like ratings might go up? If, like, you're oh, in it. And he was really? like, sure, dude. I'll do it for a favor. But then he was just, like, some rando, like, fucking... Wait, who was he? He was the, um... He was, like, a... He was, like, a agent or, like, a... Who was he? I remember him being in a suit. Like, it was some formal thing. And he went to the school. He's so yeah. funny. 
I don't remember, like, the plot of that episode. I don't either. But, anyway. Regardless, um, many of the characters, unlike Gilmore Girls, improvise their lines to make the dialogue feel more realistic, Mm. which is so iconic because it it does feel so realistic. It feels so... Like, slightly awkward and, like, it just fits so well. So, yeah, a lot of it was And just the way they act is so, like, high school. I know! Especially how they act with their parents, how they're, like... Dad. I know. It's, like, so funny. There's Remember that one scene where they're, like, the dad comes out of his room. He's, like, where are you calling my name? Because <laughs> they were, like, talking about dads. And he's, like, in his, like, boxers. And he's, like, so confused. And they're cracking up. And he's, like, what do I do? <laughs> like, it's such a dad moment. I'm, like, yes. yes. Accurate. Um, there was alleged drama between James Franco and Busy Phillips on set. Um, it said it was said that they hated each other and often got into fights on set. With what? one time, Franco apparently pushed her to the ground during an improv session. What the fuck? So James Franco always had some weird shit going on. What? I guess. Oh my god, I'm gonna look into that. Yeah, because James <laughs> Franco has yeah, we know about him. He's fucked up. But that's rough. Yeah, I know. So that's kind of some cute. Ew. I know. I hate that James Franco's in it, honestly. That's the one down. He's a stringy little skeezing little mm. man. <laughs> stringy? His hair is always stringy. <laughs> when he makes that face where he's like, I he's know. like scary. I'm like, he's freak. When he laughs, he's like, it's like actually so scary. He's freaky. Yeah. Um, okay, he, yeah. he wishes he was Johnny Depp so bad. Yeah. He's trying to be like a like a Johnny Depp character. Yeah, if John if this was actually made in the 80s and it was 80s Johnny Depp, that would be should have worn a shirt today. I have a giant Depp shirt. He's nice. We should watch Crybaby. It's actually, like, fun. It's, yeah, like, campy. Let's. It's very 80s. Let's. Um, Jesse Eisenberg was the second yeah. choice when casting Sam Weir. Could you imagine how different that'd be? And then I looked at pictures. I was like, okay, what did Jesse Eisenberg look like in 1999? Right. And, like, Still. he looks young, but I was like, no. No, he's Sam too. Sam is the only... Like, those goofy scenes with Sam were, like... <laughs> were, like, remember when he gets the suit? Um, His, like, yeah. what's it called? Whatever. And the he's, like... No, 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 no. He's, um... Oh, the Parisian old, night the suit. Old, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. in the front of the mirror, he's like, hey, Cindy. I'm like, only <laughs> yeah. he could do that. Like, his little weird His mannerisms, and the way he, like, smiles, so he's like, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they'll be like, hey, Cindy. <laughs> yeah, like a smile. It's so good. I'm like, Jesse Eisenberg? No, Jesse Eisenberg is always just attached to Mark Zuckerberg for me now. Too serious. He's too, too serious. Too serious and too, like, smart-ass asshole. I'm like, I'm sure like he's the social but I'm like... Exactly. Can't handle exactly. it. Exactly. Um, oh, and Shia LaBeouf initially auditioned for the role of Neil, which also would not have worked. Neil no. has to be Neil. Like, the casting is perfect. Excellent. Excellent. Yes. The pilot was filmed at the same school where Clueless was filmed. Really? Yeah. And where is that? I don't know. <laughs> Didn't get that far, but that's uh, where it is. But then the later cool. ones like, weren't, but they, like, made the set to look like that school. So right. it still, like, flowed nicely. Which I think that's how it usually on, is. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jason Siegel and Linda Cardellini. How do you say her name? Cardellini. That's who plays Lindsay. I don't know if I ever said that. Yeah, it's Cardellini. That's, yeah, Cardellini. 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 She's yeah. in... Um, Scooby Doo. <laughs> she's Velma, guys. Yeah, but they late. dated in real life for five years after the show. No ended. way. Yes. Oh my god. So no on-screen chemistry, but they dated for five years after. Oh, that's sweet. I know. Yeah, they really don't have on-screen chemistry. No, I like I I yeah, just the way that their characters, the way yeah. that it was written, was so good. Good actors. Okay, and the that like I said, a lot of the anecdotes were based off of Paul Fake's real life. The Parisian night suit that Sam wears that was a real anecdote. That happened to Paul Fake. That's so like, funny. Could you, that that episode was so funny. I love. He wore that. like a whole jumpsuit to school like that. Yeah, like a whole ass suit. <laughs> so, That's so funny. And thinks he's like hot shit. Like he's like oh. But the, you can imagine that like 1980, and you're like oh, disco's yeah. like a ending, but you're like this is groovy. You're 13. <laughs> you're like okay, this look at the ladies, and then you're like. <laughs> Absolutely not. So funny. So that's it. I love that show. I don't have a fuck Mary Kill. Real because like what would I do? You know? Uh yeah. But I was thinking like maybe favorite there's lots of little like scenes and plot lines. <laughs> I was I was thinking like maybe just, what's your favorite little little plot line? Ooh. There was a song written and recorded by Paul Fig in the what? show. I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up. Because it's it fucking bangs. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Okay. Do you remember that? No. Wait, it bobs. This is my favorite tidbit from the show. Alright. Do you remember when Bill's dancing to this? No. I like, love that scene. Anyways. Love that. Yeah. 
I'm gonna say, well, I haven't finished it yet. I'm like yeah. almost done, but I love it. It's been great. It's fresh in my mind. Probably yeah. the Halloween episode is great. Um, anything with the geeks. The I geeks know. are so funny. Wait, okay, then there's just one scene that I had as one of my favorites that I won't say because I think it's the last episode that it happens. Oh, but shit. it's so like wholesome. I love it. It's there are a lot um, of like wholesome moments. Yeah, too. I do love the Parisian night suit. Yeah, I love that. That's and, a good and one. any Bill plotline, any Bill. scene with Bill, I'm like. I just love Bill. Bill is so honest and he's so, so real. He's so fucking funny. He's amazing. He's the best. Yeah. He's he's my favorite character, I think. He's by far the best character in the show. Best character. Yeah. But yeah, that's Freaks and Geeks. Ah, yeah, it's fun. So yeah, those are our comfort shows, guys. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully you felt comforted. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully you're comfortable and also <laughs> comforted. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's our i think that's a good little intro for fall watch these shows to like guys, get cozy about yes. fall because the weather's about to change next week uh-huh. you know? it's hot as dicks outside but now it's but gonna next be, week can be 60s leaves are already changing so it's time <laughs> don't sue us paul fake please yeah please i don't think you like he seems like a full bad face anyways that's all we got we'll see you next week we got Plans, 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 baby. plans, plans. Yeah, we're ready so to go. So next week we'll be back with more fall fun, and it just gets fallier and fallier up until Halloween. As you honestly. continue on, yeah. yeah so, so get ready be for ready. that. Strap in. Yep. I'm crying again. Don't cry. You seem like you're really. We're gonna end this. Julia needs to eat. I'm, I'm, I'm slowly fading away. I'm yeah. fading away. I'm close yeah. to death. I'm hungry. Okay, bye guys. We love bye. you. Bye. Bye.